Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Spencer to discuss the win over Air, talk about our new signings, look at what we are missing about going to the football and we talk a little about European football, the changes to the Champions League and what that will mean for Hearts. Well, that was a good result yesterday. Yeah, a, a very pleasing result. Um, I thought it was a decent performance, all things considered. Um, I think you've got to factor in the conditions, um, the fact that Air are a decent side. They haven't lost at home all season. And, um, you know, it was a Friday night game under the lights. I think when you, you, you look at Air away, you think potential banana skin. And uh, I thought we stood up to the challenge quite well. Um, naturally, it was never going to be a free flow and open game like maybe the game at Tynecastle was. Um, I just don't think the conditions allowed for that. But um, yeah, I, I thought you know we made it difficult for Air because you know they, I think they came with a, a plan to you know try and press us and um, and make it difficult for us. But you know we we stood up to their physicality and and we uh, you know we didn't shy away. And I think you know if we'd put in a similar performance like we did at you know. Dundee and and maybe even Dunfermline away previous. Um, there's a chance that we could have lost, but um, you know I don't really remember Craig Gordon having much to do throughout the game. Um, and when we got our chance, uh, we we took it from the spot. And I think you know we deserve to win the game. I mean, people can can argue all they want whether it was a penalty or not. Um, the the fact the matter remains is I think it was a penalty. Um, I think for me. <laughs> I appreciate that it bounces off his thigh and hits up in his hand and you can't do too much about it. But if you look at the replay back, it looks like um, Nandalee's actually coming in at the back post and, and he might have an, an opportunity to get a leg on it. Um, but for, for me, it is a penalty kick, um, still handball. Um, we should have had two penalties. You know, Boyce, Boyce in the first half uh, was a stonewall penalty. Um, but for me, I, I deserve victory. We'll obviously go back to that first penalty, Spencer. That that should have been a penalty, shouldn't it, in the box? Challenge on boys. Yes. Um, as I said, well, at first I thought it was possibly outside of the box. Um, but after seeing it again, it was uh, right right on the line, just over. So it was definitely a, a penalty other than a, a free kick. Um, so I got that one wrong. But it was de- definitely should have been a penalty. I don't know what Stephen McLean was doing. I didn't think he had a great game. Uh, but overall, the performance was was average. It wasn't a, a great performance. It, it did nearly put me to sleep a couple of times, I'll say that. Um, and I, I do think if we were playing a, a better team, we may have got punished. Um, I, I just look at Craig Gordon's... Uh, I know the wind wasn't helping, don't get me wrong, but there were several times where he kicked it out from the back and it went right to an Air United player. Um, that could have had us punished. Um, there was a few situations with Popescu where he was uh, able, one when he passed the ball right out of play uh, for a corner. And uh, there was a couple other times where he let the ball bounce. So we may have got punished for them. And I think with an experienced uh, defender, maybe like a John Souter or a, a Berra, these mistakes don't happen. Uh, there was also another situation with Naismith and Smith. Uh, Michael Smith right at the end. Uh, they both sort of ran into each other, clattered each other in the box and uh, ended up going for a corner. So these are mistakes that could have, got us punished with, um, you know, a better team. But, um, yeah, overall, it was a, a decent performance and we we did enough to, to get the win. And I thought Jamie Walker was a man of the match, a sensational performance from the young man. I think pointing out every single little mistake, I think, is quite petty. Um, I think you've got to take the, the performance into consideration. You've got to take the conditions into consideration. And we're up against a team who... You know, you've got to remember these teams. That, that this is their cup final. Um, I think the 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 biggest issue that that Hearts have going away from home is teams will ju- you know they, they see it as a free hit almost. And when you factor in the fact that the Air haven't been beaten, um, I think to suggest that a better team suddenly would beat us, I I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think you've got to play the game that's in front of you, and I thought we did. Listen, of course they they had moments and. A couple of players had moments in the game, um, but it wasn't going to go to the plan. But that that happens on a windy, rainy night. You know, if you played football, I think you would understand that. 
what I would say about the game, it was personally, I, I thought it was pretty boring to say the least, but at least Gordon, we got the result. Do you know I mean, we got the three points. And that's what it's really all about in this league, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that's obviously the most important thing is to get the result, um, particularly when you're going for a title. Um, you know, to come away to tricky grounds like this and, and get a result is, is huge. And um, it doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you get there in the end. And I think to come away with um, a clean sheet as well is another big positive for us. Um, if you go back to, you know, even a month ago, two months ago, the amount of goals that we were leaking, and also we conceded three goals there already this season, three pretty poor goals um, to go and keep a clean sheet against them on uh, on their own patch, uh, particularly when they'd been scoring quite a lot of goals themselves, I think is extremely positive. And, you know, apart from maybe one wee moment in the first half, I don't really remember Craig Gordon having much to do throughout the game. So um, I think that's got to be positive. You know, I think big credit to the midfield because I think they've done their job um, very well. They, they, they stood up to the, the physicality of, of air. You know, I mean, you've seen the first couple of minutes, there was challenges flying in and they wanted to try and roughen up hearts. And um, I think it's a side that of, of hearts that, that we have been critical of this season is, you know, you, you could argue that there was maybe a bit of a soft touch in there, but hopefully that's now um, being eradicated, you know. But I think that's natural for any relegated side that sometimes you'll still have a little, you know, a little soft touch here and there. Um, but I feel that that we're maybe you know starting to get over that now, and we're becoming a more solid side, and um, and we're doing enough to to win games. And um, listen, it was as I said, it was never going to be a, a free flowing game. Um, it was there, were, there was always going to be matches like this along the way. But the important thing is we ground in and we got the three points. Is there an issue with you, Spencer, though, about the style and the way we win games? <clears throat> Uh, possibly, yeah. I've said this quite a few times. Um, even even games at Tynecastle can be a bit a bit boring sometimes. Um, just thinking about so that was our twelfth win of the season, our fifteenth game, and our twelfth win. I'd say only about half of them have been sort of good, free flowing wins. I would say the, the others have sort of been dragged out, um, not not particularly great to watch on many occasions I'm thinking about like that win against Allo and things like that and the win tonight um, so yeah I mean I would like to see us set up a, a bit differently, especially away from home but I suppose it's just about getting the three points but you know we'll discuss the penalty that was given it's debatable whether that one was and maybe he was making up for it a mistake earlier on with the boys one in the first half, so who knows but I would like to have seen us get a goal from open play yesterday, so it's disappointing we never, but you take what you're given, I suppose. And we've obviously discussed the penalty a wee bit, Gordon. Was the penalty that was given a penalty? I mean, look at the letter of the law, it wasn't really, but you sort of said, you know, Nandi Lee was, was running in, so you could see the case for the penalty. Yeah, I think it is a penalty, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's football, it's not handball. And, and all this nonsense about how it's got to be below the sleeve and or if it hits up on our body part and it hits your arm, it's not handball. I think it's nonsense, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's still, it's still handball in the box and it should be a penalty. And, um, you know, I think we, in this country, uh, and football in general, I think we, we overcomplicate things um, these days. Listen, if it's a handball and your your arm is... It's different if, you, if his arm's by his side. But when, when your arm's in an unnatural position, and it stops the flight of the ball, then for me, it's a penalty kick all day long. Because um, it clearly did. His arm didn't have to be up there. Um, yes, it's bounced off a, a part of his body, but it still hit his arm. Um, and I think given the fact that we, we had the stone wall one turned down, which I, I can't for the life of me understand why that wasn't given, because it's not as if Stephen McLean didn't have a clear view of it. Um, it was, you know, he's clearly wiped out. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it evened itself out. So, for me, it's it's a penalty. Should have had two penalties. Um, I'll just I'll just mention Spencer's point that he's disappointed that we didn't score from open play. I mean, we won four games all season last season in the league. You know, I mean, I, I, people have very short memories, and it's not just Spencer. It's quite a lot of fans. You know, I, I've read you know on um, on social media and things like that. You know, absolutely slating the side. Listen, we're the first to come on here and slate the team when they deserve it, but we've just won one nil a tricky venue 
um, conditions are terrible and we've we, we've dug in and got three points, you know, lighten up, enjoy the win, you know, take it for what it was. And we're 12 points clear now at the top of the league. We're in a, a far better position than we were just a few months ago. You know, we're, we're very much on the way to, to getting ourselves right back out of this division because, you know, you've only got to look at how Hibs struggled for three years in the division. Took Rangers two, took Dundee United um, three or four or whatever it was. So, you know, it, it still is a tough division. And the fact that we're steamrolling it, um, yes, we should be steamrolling it. It shouldn't be in the division anyway. But I think people just need to get a grip and just enjoy the win and then let's move on to next week. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll be telling my grandkids about the 1-0 win over Air United with a penalty kick. I'll be telling them about this in 30 years' time. Don't worry. No, you won't be. But the thing is, what you will tell them in 30 years' time is how Hearts won the, the league by umpteen points. And, you know, you'll go into detail why we weren't we shouldn't have been in that league anyway. But the fact is we, we stood up to adversity and then we, we got it right up them by sending us down in the first place by pissing the league. And then hopefully next season we'll go in and do something again that gets it right up them even further. So, listen, at the end of the day, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest game, but, you know, see if we win every single game 1-0 until the end of the season. I'll be more than pleased. Is it not an issue, though, with, with Hearts fans, though, um, Gordon or Spencer, you, you can come in on this, that we haven't won it this time. We will go in and win this league simply because we're probably the most consistent team that's going to win games, right? It's condensed season. It's sort of helped us. I think the, the issue with some Hearts fans is we aren't probably winning it in style like we did if last time we were in the Championship. Yeah, but that, 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 that was totally different, though. Um, you know, and the thing is, as well, you know, Hearts did have games where they, they only won 1-0 or 2-0 and things like that. You know, it happens. You know, Queen of the South away, I think we, we needed to come back from a, a goal down and we won 2-1 and things like that. You're always going to get games like this along the way where you have to dig in and win 1-0. And the two back-to-back games against Dunfermline and Ayr um, are, are, are hugely, um, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to get games like that where you need to, you know, grind in and get results. You know, nobody's just going to roll over and let you play beautiful tick attack of football and, you know, get smashed 5-0. That's not how football works. Um, I think, you know, you look at football in general at the moment and I think people still don't quite realise just how different it is at the moment and how, inconsistent all teams are right throughout world football and how difficult it is for for players and teams to win matches because you know you're going into games where there's no atmosphere it's effectively still like a training game for them um and it's difficult for players you know a lot of them thrive on on atmospheres and and crowds getting them up for it and some you know prefer you know they're not to be crowds and stuff like that you know it depends on the personalities but i think overall they're, they're used to playing um, in front of crowds, they're, particularly at a club like Hearts, you know, uh, the home games at Tynecastle, you know, you've got the crowd right on you, sometimes for you, can sometimes be against you, um, depending on how you're playing. But at the end of the day, the, the, you've still got the crowd with you. And I think it's it's extremely difficult for players to, um, to necessarily, you know, bump up a level two or three when you don't have the fans with you. Um, I think we've, we we forget to take that in consideration because, like I say, there's there's plenty plenty teams throughout world football. I mean, look at Celtic for example. You know, I think they're they're the biggest example you can you can um, you can use, and and how far they've capitulated. I'm not just saying that that's down to not having crowds, but it definitely plays a plays a part. Particularly when you you see teams like St Mirren, Livingston, Hibs going to Celtic Park and getting results. You know, would that happen with 60,000 Celtic fans? Probably not. Um, you know, Celtic probably get an equaliser or get a goal. They get that extra kind of boost. And it's the same for the teams trying to defend. You know what I mean? You're, you've got the crowd on your back as well. Um, I think w- one thing that you can say to Hearts is we've we've actually managed to kind of rise above that to an extent. And we've, we've managed to actually put a run together and be fairly consistent. And we're grinding out results. Um you know, I think only probably Rangers are the other team who seem to be unaffected by crowds. So I think um, I think we need to take that into consideration. This was always going to be a tricky season. It was a difficult one, condensed games as it was. I would be worried if we were only three points, you know, ahead because that that's that's not much of a lead in a, in a smaller season, you know, because you know if you're only a couple of points ahead, and, you know, you get a few injuries or whatever, or you know, a penalty decision goes against you and you end up losing one nil at a game like here you know, it can it can totally knock you off your stride. And before you know it, you know, you've, you've reached the 27 games and 
you know, instead of, of being uh, top of the league, you know, you can maybe be second. You've ran out of games. There you go. The league's over. You're in the championship for another year. Um, so it was always going to be a tough season. But ultimately, the objective was to win as many games. It doesn't matter how you do it, win them and get ourselves out of the league. And then next season, we can start worrying about styles of play and, and you know, and, and being more attractive on the eye. Ultimately, it's just about results. I'll talk a wee bit more about the style of play. Is Spencer, is it a case though, because we're not at the games, we sort of look at the style of play probably a wee bit more? No, I don't think so. I think this was an issue with Robbie Nielsen the first time around. People liked getting results, but the style of play wasn't particularly appealing. Um, I think just away from home, apart from maybe Wraith Rover, well, definitely Wraith Rover's a 4 0 and. Uh, probably the Martin game where we won 2-0. We haven't been great away from home. I understand teams will sit in and make it difficult for you, but we've not really been fantastic to watch, especially the, the two defeats to Dunfermline and uh, Dundee. We're also really poor against Alwa in the League Cup, so I'm, I just question the, the team's mentality sometimes. Uh, can they you know, do it when uh, you know they're probably expected to win? Because that, that League Cup game against Alwa really annoys me, especially you look at the two teams in the final now. Livingston and St. Johnston, we could have used that as an opportunity to, to get to that final and maybe even win this cup. So there's occasions like that where the team just don't turn up and they, they, they don't really apply themselves in the way that they should. Is that down to the players on the pitch or is it down to the manager and the way he sets them up? I think it's a bit of both. Um, so definitely things need to improve on that front. Also talking about Mr. Nielsen. It's, uh, he also got a yellow card last night. He, um he got sent off, of course, against Wraith Rovers a couple of weeks ago. The Queen of the, uh, the Air manager wasn't too complimentary of him last night. So he just needs to watch the way he's conducting himself and uh, remember how to, you know, that, that he's the manager of Hart and Midlothian and he needs to have a bit more um, about him when he's uh, conducting himself. That's all I'll say about Mr. Nielsen. I, I, I was one of uh, Robin Nielsen's biggest critics that, that certainly towards the end of his. Um, his tenure at Hearts, because I believe that Hearts could actually, they, they had a real opportunity to to, to go on and, and, you know, do a lot better than they actually were. I think this time round, I think you've got to take into consideration that he's inherited an absolute mess, a real mess from an inept manager in Craig Levine, who has destroyed the club effectively and we're in the championship due to him. Um, the Daniel Stendhal reign was short-lived. We, we, no, let, let me finish. Um, the Daniel Stendhal reign was short-lived you know, it's difficult to, it didn't go to plan. It's difficult to actually imagine how that would have played out over a longer period. Nielsen's picked up the reins. I think he's actually done a good job so far this season with, 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 what, for, with the club that he took over. Considering the fact where they were, they've been relegated, had a lot, a lot of players who just weren't up for the fight, were on big wages. He's managed to turn them around and it looks like they're heading in the right direction. It's very difficult to take a team who has a losing mentality, which is what Hearts had, um, and suddenly get them uh, into a winning mentality. But I think we're starting to see that now. Um, it was difficult at the start of the season because obviously, you know, they were grinding out results. It wasn't pretty. The performances were questionable, but they were still starting to get results. Now I think they're at a stage where I think if they had played this game towards the start of the season, I think they probably would have lost it, actually, to be honest with you. I think this could have been a Dunfermline or a Dundee. But I think the fact is now that we've had um, three games on a spin, where we've had three clean sheets. I think that breeds confidence in itself. I think we look a lot more solid now and we look like we've got the bit between our teeth. I think, you know, if we continue to, to go in this, this vein of form, I think we will win the league um, quite comfortably. I think it'll be over sooner rather than later. And if Hearts can get out of this league winning it by 20 points, then that that's that's it done and dusted. That's, that is a very good season. Um, you know, we, we take the heartache of the cup. That was this point. If we could have won that, that would have been tremendous wasn't to be. We'll see how we get on hopefully um, in, in the Scottish Cup this season. There's no reason why we can't go on and win it this season still. Um, but if we don't, we've got a good platform to build on next season. We've got an important summer coming up. I, I feel that we, the, the foundations for me are in place. I don't think there's any point in overreacting right now because we're just at the start of rebuilding the, the, the football club and getting it back up to the top three. I think when we're sitting consistently in the top three, you know, almost like what Aberdeen now, you know, the Aberdeen fans are questioning McInnes. Now, I actually sympathise with, with the Aberdeen fans here and I can understand why 
they're talking about McInnes um, potentially leaving and they want someone to take them to the next level because they've stagnated now for eight years. They've been consistently in the top three for, you know, for, for these eight, eight seasons and, you know, they've won, they've won a one league cup, but they've never ever qualified to the group stages of Europa League. You know, they've never properly challenged for any titles. I can actually understand why they're frustrated because I would be the same if it was Hearts. If Hearts are consistently up there, but they're not getting to the next level, I think questions can be asked. I think right now, where Hearts are, I think we've got to realise that actually we need to get to that level first, then we can start talking about going to the next level and getting us there. Nielsen had us at that at that level originally, and we were questioning, can he then take us to the next level? I didn't think so at the time. I think now it's different. He's a more experienced manager. He's got a better team around him. The structure of the club's better. I think he, he, he should be given the opportunity to try. I'm not saying he will, but at least if he gets us back up to the level where we're knocking on the door and we can try and get to the next level, that's when we can start questioning and talking about whether or not he is the man. I think right now, let the guy do his job, get us back up there, and then we can see where we can go from there. But, but shouldn't other clubs in Scotland, apart from the old firm, not just be happy finishing third? I mean, that's the best of the rest. You're never going to, you're never going to compete with the old firm with the money they've got. No, but I, I disagree with that. You know, I think um, I think football's a funny old game. And I think, you know, the fact that we always harp on about budgets and things like that, and I think I, I spoke about this last week, why it's virtually impossible, I think, for a team to kind of win the league. But I think you've still got to approach it with a certain attitude. And I'm not talking about just finishing third all the time. I'm talking about getting in Europe and winning trophies. That's ultimately what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about title challenges. Listen, I mean, Hearts have shown before, you know, under Jeffries, for example, um, even under uh, Romanov, you know, 05, 06, that actually we can get close to them. But sometimes you just, and, and you know, you never know, a wee bit of luck might just come on to your side where, you know, you face a Celtic team like we had this season. You know, you're never going to get near Rangers with, with the, the bit that they're in at the moment, but you could easily find a season where Celtic and Rangers maybe have a season like that, like Celtic are having now, where they're finding it difficult to get a consistent form. And then it just takes, you know, a team like an Aberdeen or a Hearts or something who are having a really good season just to, you know, maybe just sneak in under the radar. You never know. You know, football's a funny game. Um, but I think the, the most important thing is for a club like Hearts ultimately is to be challenging for trophies, Scottish Cup, League Cups, and getting into the Europa League and, and the group stages. And I think that's more than achievable. I think that's where we've got to, got to see the um, almost the, the medium-term to long-term future of the football club um, as being on that stage. And then that itself brings in more money. Uh, it means that you can bring in you know a stable base, makes the football club more attractive. And then who knows? You know what I mean? You might be at a stage where you can maybe get one league title you know, and, and and be constantly up there. But we need to get ourselves there first. You know, the football club's been badly mismanaged for a long time and uh, and we're in the championship because of ourselves. Um, and I think we've got to realise that, learn from our mistakes and um, and get ourselves back up there. It's good yesterday to see the two new signings uh, come off, come on off the bench, Spencer. They both did fine. We didn't see them for uh, a whole lot. But um, the... What, what, what was the, the winger called? The gentleman? Um, he, he's got a bit of pace about him. Castanidia. Uh, that, that's the one. And uh, the, the young Irish boy looked all right. He passed it around quite quite well. He's got a, a good pedigree. All the the Irish fans speak very highly of him. So hopefully does a does a turn for us. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's, it's still early days to judge these guys yet. I think um, McInef, as Spencer says, you know, he, he comes highly rated. Um, you know, we've paid money for him. I thought he looked energetic. You know, he 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 got involved in things quite early. He didn't look like he was um he was scared to to get involved. And I think that's encouraging. You know, I think he's at a good age where, um, and he probably sees this as an opportunity to come to a big football club in Scotland if he does well. You know, almost similar. You know, like John McGinn and stuff like that. You know, the, the guys that went to like you know Hibs Aberdeen, you know McKenna and stuff like that. You know, if they they do well at a, a club. Um, in Scotland, uh, a top four side, they can get themselves a good move down south. And I think he probably sees that as an opportunity to come in here and, and be a, a key man at Hearts, uh, get the club back up to where it belongs and, and get himself um, recognised. He's already spoken about he wants to get involved in the Ireland team. And I think that's great. Um, you know, we've already got quite a few internationals in the team. I think, you know, we, we give players that opportunity to go and 
become internationals and get themselves recognised on a bigger stage. And I think they'll see that as an opportunity. And, and the good thing is if you if they see a player like that coming to Scotland and, and you know, doing well, then more players might follow suit. Um, you know, people are quick to kind of stick the boot in the Scottish football, but it's a good platform for young players um, who are ready to take the next step uh, in their career. So hopefully he comes in, does well. In terms of Castanier as well, um, he's a big, strong boy. I didn't realise he was he was as big and powerful as he as he was. Um, I think you've seen it. I think his first touch was by his chest. He took the ball down and had a run at the uh, the air the air fullback. So yeah, I think that was uh, the first bit of skill in that whole game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, me, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think um, so. I, I thought I thought he'd done well. Um, looked looked quite lively. It'll be interesting to see what he's like when he's he's kind of got his match fitness up. You know, it could be a could be a bit of an asset. I think he's. I think he's probably like most wingers. They're quite inconsistent. I think that's probably why he's maybe struggled at Coventry to, to get in their team. I think um, he's clearly got ability. He wouldn't be an, a, a Dutch under-21 internationalist otherwise um, if if he didn't. Um, so hopefully he can come in and, and do well uh, through us for the loan spell. Um, I don't know if they've got any plans to, to maybe, you know, keep him permanently. Who knows? But... If he can come in and do a job, then then great. Uh, it's a shame that it's, you know, about Ginelli, but I mean, I think he's he's got an opportunity to come in and and you know make sure that he's in he's in that team for the long term and he's got a chance to play games. So hopefully we'll we'll see quite a bit out of him. And what what do you both make uh, Jordan Roberts leaving on loan? Uh, I feel sorry for Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with Spencer there. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, it's a signing that hasn't worked out. Um, you're never going to get every signing right. Clearly, I mean, I think the majority of the signings we've made have been better than 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 the majority of them that haven't, um, which is good. But unfortunately, Jordan Roberts was a um, a flashback to the the Craig Levine days. I think you know it was. Uh, it hasn't worked out for him. And uh, the good thing is, you know, Hearts don't have a long-term contract with him. So he should be fairly easy to move out of the door. Screen of the South coming up next. Um, it should just be about getting the results again. But uh, they're a team that's, um, you know, we, sort of, we swept them aside, obviously, 6-1. It wasn't a wasn't a tough game last time. And they've not been in group. Well, for most of the season, they've not been in great form. They've started to pick up recently, as I said there. Um, but they are still sitting eight, so it's, it's a bit low for them. I thought they were going to be a team that was going to be, you know, round about the playoffs, so they're having quite a, a disappointing season from that that perspective. But a Friday night down there, it's not going to be easy, no matter where they are in the league, but let's hope we, we go down there and just apply ourselves again, maybe make it a bit more uh, good to watch, a bit more free-flowing, and uh, hopefully we get we get the win. I'd like to see more, just as a side note, um, uh, I don't want to keep too critical, but you know, but that was Gary McKay-Stevens' fourth game uh, last night. I've still not seen a lot from him. Um, I think he needs to do a bit more. And uh, I'm also wondering why Haran's not involved anymore. That's a bit of a, an interesting one, but maybe these are points for another time. But let's just hope we get the win on Friday night against uh, Queen of the South. It is an interesting one about Haring. Spencer raises Gordon though. Yeah, he hasn't played for a while. Yeah, I think I think I brought this up last week. Um, you know, I think he's uh I think the, the issue we had in is, you know, he's finding it difficult to 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 displace any of the midfielders. You know, I think um Halliday gets a lot of criticism. Um I think unwanted actually, you know. I think um a lot of people having their chip on their shoulder because I think it's a player that's came from one of the old firm. I think they expect because they have came from the old firm that he's going to be a standout every week and, you know, he should be doing this and that. But at the end of the day, I think he's one of these players that goes unnoticed and he does the, the dirty things well. I thought he had a really good game last night, actually, you know, he, in terms of the physicality and things like that, he stood up to air very well and he, you know, he won a lot of tackles and broke a lot of things up. And I thought he had a really good game and that's his job. Um, you know, Peter Haran's more of a luxury player, you know, although he can do the dirty side well, and he can break a lot of play up. I think he's 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 technically gifted with the ball at his feet, and um, you know he's a fantastic passer of the ball. And he just, you know I think he's probably more suited to actually Premier League games. I think when it's a championship, I think it's um, 
you know, he maybe struggles with the, the kind of the ferocity of the game. I think we've seen that at Dundee, but he he himself won't be fully fit. You know, I think um, hopefully he'll be involved a lot more when we're back in the Premiership, I think. Um, because, I mean, you've seen his quality when it, particularly on the bigger pitches, I think he, he really comes into his own. I mean, I think you've seen that in the, the semi-final when he came on and changed the game. I thought he was fantastic. And even, you know, in the, the final, um, he didn't play too long, but he came on and showed his experience and his quality in that game. So he's a big game player. Um, but I think it's been difficult for him because I think guys like Halliday and, and Irvin as well, who's who's been fantastic since he's cemented his place in the midfield, I think it's difficult to drop these guys and bring him in. Um, I think I think that's ultimately why he's, you know we've not seen too much of him. I just think you know I would like to see him get get some more game time though, particularly towards the end of the season. I think he should get more starts and and build up his kind of confidence and his sharpness again because I think he can be potentially a big player for us next season. Um, so I would like to see more of him. Um, I think the home games more than anything. I think maybe away from home, he's he's he probably finds it more difficult at the moment. Um, until he's fully fit, but uh, yeah, but I agree. I think he should be getting more starts. The thing is, a guy like Peter Han Spencer probably wouldn't be at Hearts if he wasn't injury prone. Yeah, that's true. Um, obviously, I think Gordon mentioned it. I mean, there's also a fitness issue. I think um, he wasn't really involved in pre-season a lot, was he? Or did he play at the start of the season? I think he missed the first few games and they sort of came back, didn't he? So maybe he didn't have a big preseason. Who knows? Um, yeah, maybe, or maybe just he's not the big player Robbie Nielsen fancies. I mean, and there's also that that possibility. Maybe Nielsen doesn't doesn't fancy him, and there's no guarantee that just because we go up a league, and maybe you know Harren's more suited to the Premiership rather than uh, the Championship style of play. That there's no guarantee that he would just be put back in the team. Maybe he's uh, not got a lot of time left. I know he has a year left of his contract, but maybe Nielsen would be looking to move him out in the summer. Who knows? And bring someone else in. But I think Harry Quali, he changed the game against Hibs in the semi-final, him and Mason when they came on. So I think he does have something to offer. And uh, I'd like to see him playing more because uh, I think we could certainly use, with him, use him in the middle of the park. Move on a wee bit and, and chat a bit about um, away games. Last night, it kind of struck me that I've never actually seen Hearts play um, at some of these grounds, Somerset being one of them. Obviously played a League Cup game a few years back there. But, you know, this season I've often thought that I'm actually missing going to the games at Tincastle, fine, but actually going to these away days as well. I'm, I'm kind of, in a way, watching it on the telly, sort of falling out of love with football in a way. But I don't know how you feel about that. I, I know I feel like that. And I just can't wait to actually get back to the games. I think the um, I think the championships are a difficult one because I think we all looked at the away games on paper before a ball was kicked and thought, yeah, you know, I mean, even last season we were probably jokingly towards the end of it going, oh, I don't care if we get relegated, you know, the away days will at least be good. But obviously we didn't want to get relegated. But um, because I mean, last season, but well, the last time we were in the championship, the away days were great. We were bringing three and a half thousand everywhere. Um, you know, it was just we were winning every week. It was uh, it was good, and you know they're all kind of retro grounds. And uh, I've been to Somerset. It's not the most uh, colourful place, shall we say? Um, but I like the old terraces behind the goals. You know, I like standing at away games anyway. So it's good that you've not got some somebody telling you to sit down. <laughs> uh, it's always a bonus. But um, no, I, I think I think the, the the big issue that that we have in the championship is. Um, you know, it's no fans, and uh, you know, I'm I'm desperately missing going to the football, as you say, Ross. You know, even the home games. You know, even just a normal Saturday at three o'clock, and you know, going for a pint early doors, and then you know, I, I, I just going to the game, and then back up for a few pints after it. You know, it knocks your week. You know, you kind of, you know, when you're, I mean, I've I've been working through the the, the entire pandemic. I'm working at home, so it's you know, during the week is fairly still normal for me to an extent, but. You know, you don't have the the match to look forward to at the end of the week, um, and and it, it, you know it's tough. It is tough, and it's been a tough year for everyone. But um, you know, from from our lives and and you know, listen, football and hearts in particular, you know, revolves around our lives. It, it always will um, until we take our last breath. And um, at the end of the day, when when you take that away from you, um, you realise just how much you miss it. And um, and it's yeah, it's been a very difficult year. But I think uh, 
the good thing is I think we're looking towards, I mean, I think this season sadly will be a write-off. I don't see us getting into the grounds uh, this season, um, but I think hopefully by August we'll be in, in a position where uh, we'll be back at the game again. And I think that it would just be a huge boost to, to everyone um, who's connected to football in this country to, to get back into the grounds. Spencer, you were you were sort of talking um, before we before we started about some of the grounds that that you would have loved to have went to this season as well. Yes, I'd like to have went to Arbroath. Would have liked to have went to Air. I've not been to Air. Didn't look great on the television, but I still would have liked to have went. It would have been a nice away day, I'm sure. Um, I've not been up to Inverness for a while, so that would have been good to get back up to Inverness because it doesn't look like they're going to get promoted. So who knows when we'll be able to see them again unless we get them in a cup or something like that. So yeah, there was a couple of... Morton looked okay as well. I would have liked to have went to Morton. Kind of differing things about that. Um, but yeah, there would have been a couple of good away days in there, I'm sure. Not particularly long distance as well. So you could have just got the train or the bus through. But um, yeah, the Friday night games would have had a good atmosphere to them, I think. Would have took big crowds. Obviously, chatting a wee bit, you mentioned Inverness there, and they're actually doing an away, away ticket, aren't they? Arguing with them is on the BBC. I think John Robertson's signing the ticket or something, Gordon. I know you tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I, um, I think you, you can donate either a fiver for just a virtual ticket, or if you give them a tenner, you know, you'll get a, a signed uh, letter of thank you from uh, John Robertson, the hammer of Hibs. Um, so, uh, no, Inverness, you know, were were quick to stand by Hearts um, in the summer. You know, they agreed that, that football integrity, it was it was wrong to relegate the team. And at the end of the day, you know, they, they were a team who had a lot to gain, really, um, from, you know, ending the seasons, you know, because they had finished second, they would have got a fair, well, they, I mean, they did in the end get a fair amount of money. Obviously, they never got their chance to, to play in the playoffs, but, you know, they still, by ending the season, they were getting money early. So, um you know, they, they stood up, though, for sport and integrity. And, you know, even back in 2013, when we had our own money issues, you know, they, they donated money to Hearts. So I think we, we shouldn't forget that when, you know, clubs who have, um, you know, done us a turn, I think we will always remember um, the, the, the these football clubs. And um, I think, you know, Inverness are a good club. It's a nice it's a nice city. I love going up there. Um, there's something different about it. It's nice and fresh. Um, you know, it's good. It's just a good away day. It's a good feel, and um, they're a good club. They're a good community club, good family club, and um, I really do hope that uh, they get themselves back to the top flight sooner rather than later. And I think um, as many Hearts fans as possible should uh, should do, should donate, you know, um, some money and uh, and help them out. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly after this show be uh, doing exactly the same as what you've done, Gordon. I'm sure Spencer will join us as well. Um. It just proves, though, that there is a sort of disparity when the games are get are getting put on BBC Scotland because, you know, some clubs do sort of lose out, don't they, Spencer, if it's live on the telly compared to being live on their own sort of TV. Yeah, that's true. But there's no guarantee the Hearts fans would pay uh, the the club streams with certain clubs after the way they, they acted. But um, I'm sure they're still getting a decent payday from the BBC. I don't know what the, the figures would be, but... I'm sure they're they're getting something. Whereas I think if it was just on their club channel and they were charging eighteen pound, I'm not sure a lot of Hearts fans would pay it. Well, depending on what club it was. Um, so so they they may be losing some money, but I'm sure they they won't be complaining with the the money from the BBC. I'm sure it's sufficient. I think in the contract though, if I'm right in saying, they just pay for the broadcast. So they don't actually pay the clubs a fee for the change. Of- the change of time or anything like that. So they're not actually making any money if it's live on the BBC. Well, you know, tough, tough cookies, unless it's for Inverness. <laughs> I feel sorry for them. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't have any sympathy for these. these we could have addressed all that last summer. I'm sure in the league reconstruction, there was something about renegotiating a TV deal or something like that. I can't, I can't quite remember. So maybe these issues would have got dealt with last summer. Who knows? That's their problem. <laughs> yeah, t- totally agree, actually. Yeah. Um, t- take your medicine. I mean, I think that's all we can say. 
Unless it's Inverness, of course, and we will be giving away to them and I encourage every Hearts fan listening to to give the tenner or give the fiver or give what you can. Because as Gordon said, they're a very good club and they should get the same benefit of having Hearts in the league as any other team. Um, We'll move on a wee bit and chat about something that, you know, does affect Scottish football and in many ways it affects whole European football and it's the Champions League. This week, the Champions League um, or UEFA or whoever put forward a, a, a proposal to have 36 teams in the competition. It's currently 32. Um, and they're looking to potentially have five teams from the top four leagues in there. So it'd be five from the English Premiership, five from Spain, five from Germany, etc. This will just make the competition potentially, you know, for the five, four or five top leagues. Does this sort of tell us as Scottish, as a Scottish football club that we're not going to get into the Champions League? You know, our, our top teams won't be allowed in the Champions League. And does it tell us, you know, the way forward is the Europa League or should more teams be allowed in Champions League from sort of smaller nations? Well, listen, it's the, it ultimately you should go back to the stage where it was the European Cup. You know, ultimately the, the champions of the country should compete in the European Cup. I mean, fair enough, if you want to have two teams from each country, then fine. Um, I have no problem with that. But all this nonsense about how, you know, five and six teams from each country and stuff should get there. And, and you know, if you're a big club, you know, even if you finish eighth or something, you'll still be in the next year. It's complete utter nonsense. And it just, you know, it, it just it just spits in the face of sport and integrity and it's complete and utter nonsense. I fell out of love with the Champions League. I used to really look forward to midweek Champions League action. You know, I, used to, I would always watch it. Um, and But now it's just, it's becoming, you know, just just crappy, eh? you know. It's, I mean, you don't even get excited about it anymore, you know. It's, you used to get some really big, big games, but these teams are playing each other all the time now and it just defeats the novelty of it. You know, if you were watching, say, you know, uh, Juventus against Barcelona or something, you know, or even, you know, Manchester United against, you know, Hurricane Real Madrid, something like that. But these games happen virtually every season now and they play each other in friendlies and stuff like that all around the world. You know, it just, it, it, it just takes the shine off these games and, you know, they just, it just becomes, you know, you just think, what's the point? You know, it's almost like our league, you know, I mean, like, oh, great, it's Hearts v Celtic, a big game, love it, but We'll play each other in two months again. Um, it, it's it's becoming like that. Football fans don't want repetition, but the people who run the game, the money makers, they don't care about what the football fans want. They just don't care. All they care about is making money. And big sponsorship companies, they have big games. They'll then have their 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 sponsorship. Um, you know, they'll they'll tend to pay more money to to sponsor these games. So. Um, that's ultimately what it's all about. It's I think it's dangerous. I think it's very dangerous for the game of football in general. It's like all this crap about our Atlantic League and all that stuff. It's it's nonsense, um, to be honest with you. So I think um I think I think we're heading down a very dangerous route. And so should Scott Scott Scottish teams not just be happy with being in the Europa League and the Challenge League though? You know, we're a small nation. Should probably rename it then. Um, because it's not the Champions League, is it? If uh so, so what's going to happen under these new proposals, Tori? I mean, what's happening with a team that wins our league? Do they have to do like four four qualifying rounds or something like that? I think depending, I think our league, because we're in a higher place, we'll probably get into the playoff similar to, to this season and the season coming up. Obviously, this season, Scotland have got two teams going into the Champions League. But I think in a general point, say if it was to go back to one team, say if we have a, a bad season, you know, it only takes one bad season in Europe. We then go down to one place starting in the first qualifying round, for example, like it was a few seasons ago. There's going to be potentially five teams from England. Four will qualify automatically. And there'll be one that goes in the playoff against another team, probably the second place team from Scotland. Do you know what I mean? So the disparity there is going to be ridiculous. Well, I would say it's not, it's not really the Champions League, is it? I think we should get back to the... If they want to rename it, that's fair enough. I don't know what... what the, maybe the All-Stars League or something like that. If they just want the biggest clubs in there... Um, but the, the Champions League should only be if you win your actual league that you should qualify. So it's different than it used to be. I think the novelty's weird off. Um, I don't, getting all these English clubs in there, I know I don't see the benefit of having maybe a team like Everton, for example, in the Champions League. I don't think that would add add a lot to it. Shut up, uh, you clown! Listen, they're, they're above your wee team in Arsenal, so then you start. 
I get it. Listen, if yeah. Everton qualify for the Champions League on merit, then great. But I, 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 you know, even as an Evertonian, I actually don't think you know they should just be there because they finished sixth. Then if they get in the top four, they deserve to be there. But I think all this nonsense um, that teams like Arsenal, who you know have been rubbish for a few years now, suddenly because they're one of the bigger clubs in England, if they finish ninth, they should get in the European Cup is nonsense. And that, for me, doesn't benefit football. Well, I kind of agree, apart from the Arsenal point. Um, I think, um, but it's not—it's not the Champions League, is it? Is it? I think it's, it's pathetic, really. I even think it's pathetic that at the moment, well, it's going to be Rangers, but you know, Celtic for the last few years have had to do four qualifying games to get to the group stages. It's ridiculous, really. Um, even for like when Hearts were like, I know it's a different competition, but Hearts had to go through a hell of a lot for the the Europa League, Aberdeen as well. It makes it unlikely that you're going to get to the knockout stages. It's not. It's it's almost set up as if they don't want these Scottish teams there or Irish teams or whatever, um, because the route is so difficult to get to the knockout stages. You know, you get Tottenham or Liverpool or something like that. So it's going to be difficult. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not really going to affect us, is it? Like, let's be honest. Us as uh, as Hearts fans. I mean, I've not really watched the Champions League for a long time either. I just think it's. Uh, Lost that sort of wow factor, really. Yeah, you don't watch it anymore because Arsenal are never in it. <laughs> I know, Spencer. You you're not available on Thursday nights. That's and, and soon soon you'll be available all week, so I'll be fine. <laughs> what a horrible comment! <laughs> Tuesdays and Wednesdays he won't be when they're in the championship. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, it might um, you might think you might you might meet my team. You never know. I might meet my team looking athletic in League Two. I, I don't think they'll be in League One anytime soon. Well, we never know. Or League Two, the way they're headed. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but then you, you sort of said it doesn't really affect us, but in many ways it does because if Scottish teams get pushed out of the Champions League, the highest league that they can go in is the Europa League, right? And the Challenge League. Will teams take this Challenge League, we talked about it last week, will teams take this Challenge League seriously enough? Um, I think it's it's a European competition. There will still be pretty good clubs in it, um, actually, to be honest with you, some big clubs, and it'll be good away days. I, I, listen, I'll be going to them all, if Hearts get a, a group stage, of the, you know, whether it's the Europa League or the Confederation Cup, whatever, I don't care. Um, I'll, I'll be there, and thousands of Hearts fans will as well. You know, we've been deprived of European football for such a long time. That um, I think it's 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 good for for clubs like us at the moment. But yeah, the dream is to get in the Europa League group stage. Oh, I mean, love to get in the Champions League, but that's just a pipe dream. Um, the Europa League would be fantastic, like like where we were um back in in o three o four. Um, but I think you know something like this Confederations Cup or whatever its official name is, um, I think would 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 be tremendous for a club like Hearts. It's still worth about four million pound, I think, in revenue, if you know if you get into the group stages. So it's still it's still huge, you know. It really is a, a kind of a huge carrot now for for clubs, and you know, it gives us a, an opportunity to, you know, it's almost a bargaining tool as well, um, for for um, you know, if you want to sign players for clubs like Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs, and stuff like that, they can say, well, you know, you've got a real chance to play in European football. Um, you're not going to get that in the English Championship or League One, um, you know. So that 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 right away ultimately gives us a leg up. I think before where. You know, you could say to, to players, oh, we've got a chance of maybe getting in Europe, but they would look at that in isolation and go, well, you know, apart from the old firm, you're not going to get past the qualifiers. At least now, if you've actually got a more kind of a, a real guarantee of European football past Christmas, then, um, you know, or up to Christmas, then you've, um, you know, it's, it's, it really is a, a strong bargaining tool to have. Um, so I think the, the club should take it seriously, and I think they will. Uh, yeah, so if Hearts are uh, in any European competition, um, we would take it seriously, obviously. I think just for the away days and things like that, it would be good to progress in any competition. doesn't really matter what the, the bigger teams think of it. If they don't want to be in that competition, then they should be doing better in their league to qualify for the Champions League, whatever it is, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it would be good to, to see Hearts in some... European days, we've not had them since Mr. Levine, which was a great time, of course. So hopefully uh, those days return under Robbie. Wasn't John Robertson not our manager the last time we played in the group stage? Yeah, but Mr. Levine got us. 
Yeah, but John Robertson was manager. Yeah, and then we never we never qualified. But who knew? Who knows what would have happened if uh, Mr. Levine had stayed? Maybe he could have got us to the, the knockout stages. Who knows? <laughs> Doubt it. Although we should have done actually, to be honest with you, that game against Fenris Farrell's Murrayfield thing. All we needed was a point, and we would have went through the group stage. But that's when, like, I think four teams out of a group of, oh no, was three teams out of a group of five qualified for the the knockout stages. It was a bizarre setup when they changed it originally to the Europa League, but then they reverted it to a Champions League style um, sort of competition. But no, I, I think it'd be huge for for a club like Hearts and you know even Hibs and Aberdeen as well maybe even at Dundee United, you know, I think it gives these teams something to to kind of strive for, to get into Europe and, you know, have European nights. It's not just that, you know, I mean, all these clubs who do get into the group stages, you know, you've got to remember you'll have three games at home, um, presuming it's, it's groups of six, um, sorry, groups of uh, of four. Um, you know, you'll have, you'll have your uh, six games, um, three of them will be at home. You know, they'll all be sellouts under the lights, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what team it is. I still think, you know, you'll, you'll get three full houses out of that. Um, and then you've got the away day aspect as well. And uh, there will be some big football clubs in it. Um, you know, as I said, there'll be a Premier League club in there that, that you know, if you get them, that, that attracts, um, you know, the coverage and things like that. But I mean, you'll have French teams, German teams, Italian teams. It's not as if it's, you know, teams from Scandinavia and Kazakhstan and all that that are going to be in it. Uh, I mean, there will be teams from there, but that's not ultimately who you're all playing. You know, you're still pretty guaranteed to get a, a juicy tie. You know, I mean, you look at LA, for example, you know, you could you could end up getting a, a Roma or an AC Milan, or maybe not an AC Milan now, but um, a few years ago you might have done, um, you know, a Roma or a Lazio or something like that. England, you know, you could get, you know, an Everton or, you know, a Spurs or something like that. And, um, you know, I mean, you, you, you never know. You know, I think there's a, a lot of big teams and there's a lot of potentially good, tasty ties for us um, to sink our teeth into. And I think for the fans that have put up with a lot of shite over the last 15 years, I think it's the least we deserve. And, and you know, if we win the Scottish Cup, we're, we're guaranteed a, a Challenge League um, group stage. So... Incentives there, but, but even but even with that, I mean, I, this season would be great, and it would stop Hibs from getting in the Europa League at least. So we should obviously go out to try and win it. But I think that the, the good thing is, even if you finish third and say one of the old firm win the cup, you know, it still gives you a good chance of getting in the Europa League. So third for me is is going to be our, our target and making sure we're consistently finishing there. Um, particularly next season, we're going to do all we can to get uh, third and, and try and get in our own hands because we need to get back into Europe as soon as possible. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you both very much for joining me. Um, yeah, hopefully we continue um, winning these games and getting back to the Premiership um, with a win over Queen of the South on Friday. Until then, goodbye.